Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But they're pieces of meat. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Hope you guys brought tourniquets. Hope you brought gauze because this accountability session is not pretty. There were a total of 21 incorrect predictions. Between- <laughs> brutalized. <laughs> a new podcast. The write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Coming so, up. If you're new to the segment, it's called Write That Down. We all make predictions on a weekly basis, but unlike most other shows, if not all of the shows, we keep track of our predictions. And our batting averages throughout the year, and we invite predictions from listeners as well. And let's just let's just let's rip the bandit off here. All right, we'll start with the listeners. Jesse H. And by the way, you can tweet us your predictions anytime during the week at Score North at Phil Mackey. Those are the two best spots to uh, to have them picked up. Jesse H. said the Twins will get a reliever starting pitcher combo trade done before the deadline. <laughs> Terry A. said. This is a parlay. The Twins will not acquire Mad Bum, Will Smith, Marcus Stroman, or Ken Giles. However, he said either Trevor Larnick or Brent Rooker would be traded, and out of options, Adalberto Mejia would be traded as well. He got the middle one incorrect. Simon said the Twins... Simon said... Ah, uh, you like it. Yeah, that's good. That's very good. Just, See what did there. just get to yeah. it, okay? Said the Twins will trade for Marcus Stroman and a reliever and will not give up Lewis, Kirloff, or Gratterall. Well, he definitely sensing a theme. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more with this game. For Everyone me. was on my side. <laughs> we'll get to you. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Vikesfan1930 said, Sano and Prospects will be traded for Madison Bumgarner. Now, uh, we did have a couple correct listener predictions. Ben H. said, by the deadline, the Twins will trade for at least two pitchers, and one of them will have been an all-star in their career, and Miguel Sano will not be included in any package. Pretty good. Wow, that's Ooh, nice. Hey, giving, bravo. Giving him a triple for that one. Absolutely. And, and then Vikesfan1930 at one point in the season said, Max Kepler will hit at least 30 home runs this year. Yeah. Oh, that was quick. Mm-hmm. It's uh, barely August, and he already has 30. All right, I said the Twins would trade one of their top five prospects by July 31st. They'll land two relievers and a starter before July 31st. They'll trade for either Ken Giles and or Sean Doolittle. And Madison Bumgarner. 
Hmm. That's dumb. That's uh, that's a and exhale. That's at least a kidney puncture. I was gonna say you lost. No, you lost a hand. Oof. At the very least, you lost a hand. You said the Twins, Judd, would make trades oh. to add a starter and a reliever before July 31st. All right. And we forgot this one somewhere in the mix. You said Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving will be Knicks to start the season. <laughs> Why'd you have to find that now? <laughs> Why don't you hold that for next week? Our guest predictor last week was Declan Goff. He had three predictions last week. So I just got two wrong? Just two wrong. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. oh, yes. You came out relatively unscathed. <laughs> I'm killing people. Good for you, Judd. John Wick. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. This is, a John, this is John Wick 4 in this room right I now. I prefer to think it's of myself like a as... Saw movie almost, it feels like. Please refer to me as Johnny Utah. <laughs> Declan said the Twins will trade a top five prospect over the weekend, last weekend. The Twins will trade for Kirby Yates. And the Twins will hit 10 home runs over their three games last weekend against the White Sox. They hit like six. They won two of three. They hit six. All right, Jonathan. Oh, boy. Time to that face the music. Time to face the music. How many? You said Kyle Rudolph will be <laughs> traded before the season. I think we can put that one to bed. I think it's safe for now. You said either Stroman or Bumgarner will be twins at the trade deadline. Yep. And Noah Syndergaard. And that Sano would either be sent down to the minors or traded by the trade deadline. None of those things happened. Wow. Manny Hill. Oh, Manny, Manny, Manny. Come to my office. You nervous, buddy? No. I'm used to this. (laughs) (laughs) Just another week. Self-awareness, man. Manny also said the Twins would trade for Noah Syndergaard. And the Yankees would trade for Marcus Stroman. The Twins. There's a couple teams that oh, should have traded lot, for him. There's a lot that should have happened here. You said the Twins would trade for both a starter and a reliever. And the Twins would make a trade for a starting pitcher before the trade deadline. You had a couple like overlapping predictions there. Yeah. Incorrect. Now, Rami, who's not here to make predictions today, but he did have the only perfect batting average of the week. He went one for one saying the Twins will add at least two pitchers before July 31st, and they did. So with that, here are the updated batting averages, gentlemen. Listeners are leading the pack with a 302 average, slugging 628 on the season. Mm-hmm. Judd, you're in second place with a 266 average, oh. slugging 468. I'm just behind you at 259, slugging 500. Rami is at 231, slugging just 385. Boy, that's very... Uh, that's very like Rene Tassoni, like a two two thirty, <laughs> three eighty five. Uh, the guest predictors are batting two hundred. Jonathan's batting one ninety six, and Manny is batting one seventy nine with a three twenty eight slugging percentage. Two hundred. Okay, that. Woof. <laughs> we should just quit the segment. I, I feel like point. I feel like we need to take a break, even though it's not break time yet. <laughs> I need a nap. Yeah. So that happened. All right, we're gonna start with you though, Judd. Actually, let's start with the listeners. We got one one really good. <laughs> yeah, let's give it to the listeners. <laughs> four item parlay here. I don't want to. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, Nate M has a four item parlay. He tweeted uh-huh. in. He said the Twins will not. So all of these things have to happen for him to get this correct. He said the Twins will not win a playoff series. Gopher football will win more games than the Vikings this year, and he's including bowl games and playoffs. This is incredible. Wow. Like this is the most convoluted. He said Wild and Wolves combined will win less than sixty nine games. Nice. Oof. 
And he said the winner of the Super Bowl will be a team that has not won a Super Bowl in at least 15 years. Wow, that's... It's an amazing parlay that won't p- that won't pay off until like June of next year. Because, well, actually, it'll pay off. It's a regular season winter sports one, so it'll pay off in about April of next year. That's just a lot, though. Write it down. You like writing things right. down. Write this down. I know. That's what I was thinking, too. It's aggressive. All right, right let's go around the room. We'll start me? with Judd. Go Judd, Jonathan, Manny, back to, back to me. Because of their newfound chemistry between Kirk Cousins and this player, you can write this down, Kyle Rudolph will have eight or more touchdown receptions this season. Hmm. We are now have decided we're going to throw him the football, and he what will a catch. Novel and he will catch the football, and that's a pretty good clip for a tight end. I, I think his career high was eight, so he will. Kyle Rudolph eight or more touchdown receptions. Okay, write this down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, then. Jonathan. Despite his awful debut yesterday, Sam Dyson will pitch at least one scoreless, hitless inning this weekend. <laughs> Just at least that's one. A, that is a vote of no confidence with a write-that-down confidence vote. I thought you were going to go with something like, despite his terrible start in a Twins uniform, Sam Dyson will post at least one selfie cat video or cat <laughs> post to his Instagram. Sam Dyson's cat will be lost way, at some point in time. Rami posted a slightly disturbing image of Phil that's Mackey. me and Tommy. Shirtless. That's me and Tommy. You guys have seen those bread album covers from the 70s, right? Bee Gees album I, covers. I found a diary beneath the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Go Great. check Rami's Twitter account if you want to Best see a bread. disturbing photo. Great album. Yeah. Not kidding. I want to make it with you. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. Make you tear up. Manny Hill. Uh, <laughs> Kirk Cousins will be a pro bowler in 2019. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, does it really... Does it matter anymore? Yeah, does it really mean that? <laughs> does it mean? Will that actually mean that well, Kirk had a great a season? I'm not sure, but he'll be a Pro Bowl. Do, do we need to? Do we need to parse through? Is this if he is a replacement? Does that he, count? He will be on the NFC Pro Bowl roster. So you're uh, the original but, one, yeah. or the replacement one? But he, like, he could be. Are the, you saying like? However he gets in, he gets in, and you get the point? He will be a pro bowler. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not surprising at all yeah. between guys he's, who decline. He's getting the Matt Khalil pro bowl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It won't matter if it's a replacement, if yes. it's an injury replacement, or somebody he's the replacing somebody that sits yeah. up. Yeah. He will be that. a pro bowl. I love Man- Manny betting 179. is like, just leave me alone! Just leave- <laughs> Let me make my prediction. I already told you he's going to be a pro bowler. <laughs> all right, write this down. Kirk Cousins. Write this down. I'm going to put my money where my mouth was in the opening segment from the show. Kirk Cousins, who has never won a Monday night football game, ever. He's 0-7 in Monday night football. That's amazing. I'm going to bring Sunday night and Thursday night into this and say that Kirk Cousins will win at least two primetime games this season. Mm. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to, to cast a wider net, I will include playoffs, just in case. Just how in many, case. How many primetime games do the Vikings have? Thursday night against Washington. Washington. Yeah, they have like uh, I think it's four or five, five, isn't it? Five, yeah. Okay. Is it really five? It's yeah. quite a few. Oh, and he'll win at least two of those. He doesn't. Have, if they have five primetime games, he doesn't even have to finish five hundred. He just needs to win two of them. I mean, if they got five this year and you can't win one, come on, Kirk. Honest to God, what a yeah. shock! Like, <laughs> write this down. Write that down. Back to Judd. Ron Hextall will be the Wilds' next general manager. Ooh. Ron Hextall, the former Flyers GM. Not Peter Torelli, who I don't know why, but they decided to talk to him. It'll be Ron Hextall will be the next GM. Can you, real quick, before we get to the rest of the predictions, can you summarize the Wild GM search to this point? <laughs> Dumpster meet fire. 
They were brutalized. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Coming up a podcast on Score North. What happened behind the scenes of the wild GM search? They were brutalized. <laughs> why would you why would you even think of hiring the guy that traded Fagan <laughs> to the to the uh, stars? Why would and you all to, to to, uh, New why, Jersey. why would you even talk to like you know you're going to make even be on your why would he even be on your radar? It's like you want to be a punchline. <laughs> is this Craig Leopold who's leading the search? Is it Madano? No, it's Leopold and and Matt Maka, who's the team president, who's a business guy. If you're okay, if you're Leopold, and Madano's a sounding board. If you're Leopold and you know how badly you whipped on Paul Fenton, don't yeah. you just let anybody else, yes. literally anybody else, run this search? <laughs> yeah, Man. you know, to Glenn hey, Taylor, intern, lead the search. I mean, to Glenn Taylor's credit, he hired a search firm to find Tom Thibodeau. And then the second time around, after they were, they were done with Tom Thibodeau, it was like, all right, I'll, let, I'll just let Ethan run the search this time. I, the last time I, the last two times I've run it, it's been David Kahn and Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, we'll let anybody else run it this time. The, the problem was the previous the Fenton search was run by by Leopold and Matt Maka, and it got us Fenton. So I just I would uh, I would uh, recalibrate my expectations of things if I were them before I write this down. Proceeded. Write this down, Jonathan. The Twins will sweep the Royals this weekend and hit at least six home runs in Ooh. the process. A little parlay action. Yeah. Okay. Like it? Write this down, Manny. Uh, Carmelo Anthony will not play this coming NBA season. No one will sign him. <laughs> Thanks. So he, is his career over, Manny? I mean, it's been over for a couple of years. <laughs> He's but. trying to get back, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just. By the it's way, just bad. By the way, what's up with no Knicks on Christmas Day? The Christmas Day really? schedule came out today. No New York Knicks. Good. That's, been, That's well, the NBA yeah. finally saying, all right, we're, yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. done with you. <laughs> we're good on this. I mean, and this is not even like the worst Knicks team that we'll see, that we've seen in the last, <laughs> you know, 20 years. Yeah, I think it's it's time for the Knicks to take a timeout on Christmas. It's just <laughs> You guys just go <laughs> chill over That'll there. That'll be all, guys. That's enough. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. You can play on Boxing Day. <laughs> all right. Write this down. I'm in the uh, Sam Dyson optimism area here too with Jonathan. I'm going to say Sam Dyson would not allow a run in his next five outings. Sam Dyson will learn from his jet lag experience. Wow. You can't put a guy in a game off a plane like that. That's just terrible. Coming from Philadelphia, Come yeah, on. I got fly down the coast. He's, he's all cramped up. It's ridiculous. Sam Dyson will not allow a run in his next five outings for the Twins. Write that down. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Back to Judd. I suspect we're all on the same page because I do have a Sam Dyson write that down as well. Sam Dyson will have at least five saves for the Twins before the end of the season. Okay, so he's—I think he's going to be mainly the eighth inning guy, but they blur lines so much that I'm going to say he gets five saves. Yeah, I think the only reason why he was in to pick up the other the save the other day is because they didn't want to use Taylor Rogers three days in a row. Correct. Right? Yeah, they could Write run across down. that again. The making of a Marlins walk off. Write that down, Jonathan. The MLS transfer window closes next Friday. Write that down, boys. The Loons will make. Another transfer move by then, either a trade, a sell, or a purchase. I don't know which one yet. It's going to be one of them. Okay. Do we? Is, are there any like any reports? Anything? Are they any any lines in the water right now? I think Andy Greeter said that they had. They were still looking at another center forward right now. Okay. Write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. Manny Hill. I'm trying to remember if I made this prediction last week or not, or if I just wrote it down and didn't didn't <laughs> use it last week. Um, the uh, Los Angeles Clippers will win the NBA championship 
this coming season. I don't think we have you on the record. You with did that. not say okay. that for sure. Okay, so yeah, we'll roll with that. Are they Vegas still has them mostly as the favorite? Right? It's like them and, so. and the, them and the Lakers. Yeah, I think so. But there's no. This is the first time in probably ten plus years where even though they're the favorites, it's pretty wide open as to the, the Western Conference. The number one seed in the Western Conference might have like fifty five wins. Yeah, because it's going to be. Those teams are going to beat each other up. It's going to be so much fun. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. I'm going to I'm going to go with this one. I want to go with the Twins prediction. They will So what did you say Jonathan? They're going to sweep the Royals. Sweep and over six or at least six home runs. All right. Uh the Twins will sweep the Royals and Byron Buxton will hit for a weekend cycle. Trying that Never one again. Give it. <laughs> oh, Come on. Going back to the That means over the weekend, he will hit for a single, double, triple, and a home run. It's my fourth stab at this one so far this year. <laughs> write it down. You like writing things down. That's it. That is Write That Down, our weekly prediction segment every Friday at 5 o'clock where we hold each other accountable and keep track of predictions. If you have a prediction as a listener, send it to us via Twitter, at Phil Mackey, at Score North. And uh, we'll make sure that it gets into the collection. Make sure it's good though, because we don't take all submissions. You gotta, you gotta swing a little bit for the fence. Plus, the listeners are leading with a 300 average right now. So yeah, they're doing great. Go ahead and swing for the. Fences. I'm at what 266, and you're in second place. Yep. Uh, when, when we come back here, Thad Levine with some interesting things. He said something on uh, on MLB radio about how teams can still potentially acquire big name players, even though the trade. Join Phil Mackey, Derek Wetmore, Rami Maklov, Judd Zolgad, and former Minnesota twin Glenn Perkins for a special recording of the Score North Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on Baseball. That's next Tuesday, August 6th, beginning at 5 p.m. from Modest Brewing Company in Minneapolis. All attendees will receive one complimentary beer courtesy of Modest Brewing Company. There will be prize giveaways throughout the night. The event is free, but you must register to attend. Register right now over at our free website, scorenorth.com slash Glenn. Thank you, Jonathan, Mackie, and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Um, sorry, Judd and I were talking. Were you? Did you tell the audience about the Glenn Perkins event? Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Because at our uh, free website, we are free, free, free tickets, free, free website, free tickets. Um, just another note to add to that: we are getting pretty close to the cap on that. So if you and we might be able to expand it, but um, it's been awesome to see the amount of people that have. Signed up for this so far, and we're looking to have a great time on Tuesday. So, just I just if, if you got time over the weekend, if you're interested, don't wait because there is a cap. We can only put so many people in the back room at Modest, and um, it's just a, it's just going to be we're gonna we're hopefully going to have a few events like this down the stretch if the Twins keep winning and go to the playoffs. But scorenorth.com/slash Glenn if you want to hang out with us next Tuesday night from five to seven o'clock at Modest Brewing in Minneapolis. Um, Levine, let me find this. This is on Daily Sound here, Jonathan. The Thad Levine clip. Yep. There it is. So they got rid of the the two trade deadline thing this year. Which glad someone notified Bert on the broadcast the other night. That was good. If you guys caught so that. he didn't know that. Bert Bert was made aware Bert of that on the broadcast. Bert didn't know the other that night. waiver yeah. trades were now a thing of the past. Bert's living his best life right now. I think probably golfing in in Florida. And and good for Bert. You know what? I can't believe. But Thad Levine was asked on MLB Radio. Are there other ways in which like? If you need a player, what kind of are, are players just going to be released? If you know, for instance, that you're not going to you're not going to offer a guy the qualifying offer. Let's say there's let's say like Madison Bumgarner is going to get the qualifying offer, but let's say there's an impending free agent and you're out of the race and you didn't trade that player. Hmm? 
would you just release that player or put him on some other uh, waiver system? Jim, I think it's, it's going to be a fascinating subset of the market right now because we've already seen it. All the players who were designated uh, on the trade deadline, teams now can't trade them. Uh, if a player was on a major league contract at any point this year, they can't be traded after July 31st. So their only recourse is to put players on outright waivers, which you know, that first, the, the, the first wave of guys who will be on outright waivers are probably a lot of those guys who were designated when trades made, were made on July 30th and July 31st. I do think there's going to be a, an interesting subset when we watch as the, the month unfolds here where there are going to be some major league players who are putting out right waivers. Uh, it's going to be because, not necessarily because they're not performing, but it may be because they carry a large salary and teams are just interested to see if a team will just claim them. Or secondarily, uh, teams will want to yield some of those innings pitched or plate appearances to some of their younger players in their system, and they may just want to move on from a guy who either has an expiring contract or a little bit of a weighty salary that they want to they want to separate themselves from. And so I my expectation is we're going to be surprised as to who may be on outright waivers at some point, who you may be able to acquire by simply pressing a button and paying $50,000. But I'm guessing mm-hmm. there'll be a few players that change hands in between now and the end of August uh, that will leave some fans kind of scratching their head that they were available just on an outright waiver claim. Can I just say real quick, isn't it great to have a general manager that just explains stuff to you like that? Oh, like kind of an open book general manager like Thad Levine? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's cool. Absolutely. Um, so I, I heard that live this morning, and I think what he's drawing a parallel to is a a latter-day, modern-day, if you recall this one, a few, it's a few years back now, do you remember the Blue Jays put a guy yes, out there Rios. Like Alex Rios yes. on waivers? And and Kenny Williams <laughs> of, the, of Chicago claimed him because he's like, I'm going to block the Blue Jays from making a trade. And the Jays are like, oh, cool. Okay, thanks. He's yours. And, it and, was, the, and he had like four years and yes. $90 million or and he something. Wasn't, and he was a good player, but I think the White Sox are like, no, no, we, we're blocking the trade. Oh, no, you got him. Yeah. So when they, and I don't, there's like so many different waiver systems in baseball, but so the Blue Jays had this Albatross Alex Rios contract. And it was it was probably more like three or four years and sixty million dollars. Didn't didn't they have Wells at that time too? They had Vernon signed a couple Wells. of those those guys yeah. to huge contracts, and they just weren't working out yep. great. And the White Sox usually like if you if you claim a player, what happens is most of the time the team that puts the player on waivers will either just take that player back or try and work if out it's a trade. not the team that they want, or they'll work out a trade of some kind. But the third option is they can just flat out say, "Oh, you get them." Yeah. And the White Sox were trying to be clever. Oh, we'll claim him and block him from other contenders from getting him or other teams from getting him. And the Blue Jays are like, cool. He's yours. Yep. That's great. Well, wait, wait. You're not pulling him back? No. <laughs> we're good. Nope. Nope. It's fine. Yeah. We're going home. So, but like, it seems like kind of a Hail Mary to, not that Thad Levine is, is sitting there saying, oh, we're hoping for this. But it's, it's a little bit of a Hail Mary to sit here and say, well, Hopefully, a pitcher that somebody doesn't want, a starting pitcher that can be one of our playoff rotation guys, gets put on outright waivers and we can claim him, right? I, Correct. It seems like there's going to be some guys that get floated. But for the most part, if there's an impending free agent, the way, and this is, this opens up a whole other discussion about baseball systems and like Ken Rosenthal wrote a piece we should dive into here in this segment. But if you have a guy who's going to be a free agent, the benefit to keeping him on your roster is you can offer him a one-year, I think it's like $19 million this upcoming offseason. You can offer him a one-year, $19 million contract, and he either accepts it, and then you get Madison Bumgarner back for one-year, $19 million, and that's cool because he's really good, 
Or he says no, and you get a high draft pick as compensation. Or, or what? Or teams say, yeah, we're really not going to sign you until the compensation comes off, oh, and, that, and you turn into Dallas Keuchel. Right, that happens too. Or Craig Kimbrell, right. and you sit till June. Right. So, uh, I just don't know if there's going to be high-end pitchers available. If, if you've got a high-end pitcher and he's still on your team, let's say the Giants go in the tank in the next week. Which they very well could. Yep, and they just, well... I guess uh guess we should have traded Madison Bumgarner. Well, there's no reason to just like outright release you you would hang on to him so that you could offer him a one year deal and maybe get a draft pick for him if he signs somewhere else. Okay, I know so, this is all very convoluted. Okay, but, but let's flip let's flip what you just said and say that you've got an underperforming good player though, and he signed for three more years. And so you basically try to work the system to say I wonder if this guy would get claimed. If he does, we're going to, to allow him to go with, let's say, three or four years left on said contract. Because if the guy's in the last year of his contract, it doesn't make a ton of sense. To me, you just ride that out, give him the uh, the qualifying offer that you talked about, and you either get that pick or you don't, but he's going to be gone. So that's off your books. More tricky to me is a team like, I don't know, take your pick of a middle type team the the Tampa Rays or some a yeah. team like that they've got a player he signed for 3 more years underperforming but because there's no recourse let's say for the Yankees now to make a trade they claim him and I'm like cool he's yours yeah i wonder if that happens cuz i think that's what that i think that's got a lot in my opinion the Alex Rios thing has a lot more potential to happen with multiple years left. Because if the guy's on the last year, it doesn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. What's the incentive? There, there is none. There's yeah. zero. Yeah, because there's no trade there to be made. Yeah, but then, if, but if if a team is willing to release a guy with multiple years left on a contract, think about how much of a reclamation project that would be over a two month stretch for it to be a benefit to you. There's just True. It, it, it would you'd have to you'd have to get well. I guess I but don't it know. It might how, be worth a gamble. There's like like Aaron Sanchez used to be a really good pitcher for the yeah. Blue Jays. I don't know what his contract situation is, but I know that the Astros traded for him and he has a 3 and 14 record in a 6 ERA. And the Astros said before they traded for Grinky, they traded for Aaron Sanchez. And that's the Astros flat out saying, "Our system is so great and our coaching is so great. We can take your crappy 3 and 14 6 ERA pitcher that you have no idea how to fix." And we will fix him. Yeah. And he might pitch playoff games for us. It's buying jalopies. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. And and basically sticking them in the garage for two weeks, your mechanics are just better. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. Yeah. It's basically saying our mechanics are so good, you don't know what you're doing, but we do. So I, I saw, this was a couple days ago, Bob Nightingale had an interesting tweet out that, I think might be on to something. It sounds like baseball executives this uh, winter are going to discuss this. And I think after what we saw on Wednesday, I'm for it. Having long and serious discussions about the trade the, the trade deadline, the one now, there's not more than one, being moved to like August 15th to allow these secondary wildcard teams to sort out their business. Because the Giants not trading does baseball no good. It is ridiculous. That Ken Rosenthal wrote. Was it Ken Rosenthal yeah, that wrote Ken, about this? It's a this? great piece. I haven't read it yet, but you kind of summed it up for me. And I think the the general premise here is we've now gone through two full winters and this last trade deadline, and there's just been no activity. There's been you, you wait until the middle of spring training until your biggest contract guys until your biggest uh, free agents sign contracts, mm-hmm. and this trade deadline comes along and the biggest moves were. Non-contenders getting Marcus Stroman and 
Trevor Bauer. Well, Granky was huge, but his Granky was huge. You're right. His point was if Granky d- did not happen, and that was announced basically after the deadline had passed. That was a last minute deal. If Granky doesn't happen, your biggest trade deadline day deal, I believe, was uh, Green from the Tigers to the Braves. That's your biggest deal, and he's right. It's ridiculous. But if we took this back to August fifteenth. Because at some point in time, teams like the Giants got to say, we're just out. The Giants are probably going to go through a major slump at some point here and be done. And and if that had hit before, if the deadline was uh, shifted back half a month, they could then trade. Like it makes Bumgarner being on San Francisco makes almost no sense, right? Yeah, there's there's probably just too many teams on July 31st. Because if you're around 500 on July 31st, a lot of teams still think, Best case scenario, well, man, we've been hot lately, and if we can just stay hot, now we can get to 85 or 87 wins, and that might get us in the wild card. Well, really, it probably doesn't. So I think in terms of fixes, how do you fix this? I think you need, if if your goal is to create more fun player movement activity, like the NBA has, and, and the NFL always has a flurry during free agency. Now, the biggest difference between the NFL and the NBA, and baseball does have this, the top players in the NFL, the top quarterbacks, are never available in free agency. And even when Drew Brees was available, he really wasn't. He went back and signed with... So the NFL has a ton of movement, but it's always non-quarterbacks and and secondary players. Baseball has top players switching teams, but it takes place over this extended three- or four-month stretch. Instead of in the NBA, it's at 5 o'clock, you're going to know that Kevin Durant is posting on his Instagram where he's going to play next year. Right. So I think you can do two things to fix it. One in the offseason and then one in the regular season. In the offseason, you got to create more structure. Put caps on how long players can sign for. Because the negotiation has no end point. In right. baseball, you can sign for as many actual years as de- point. Actual deadlines. Well, I'm saying if you put a if you put a number if you say that free agents can only sign for up to 5 years. Oh, okay. On a, f- a 5-year contract. Cuz they talked about actual deadlines too. I don't know how you would police that. I'm up for that. I don't know how you would police that as much. But if in the NBA, when Kevin Durant is a free agent, he knows right. that he can only sign a four or five year contract for this amount of money. So the the negotiation is done. It's just a matter of where does he want to play. Baseball doesn't have a salary cap, but they can maybe create. Hey, it's a five year max, and so now at least half the negotiation is over. It's a five year contract, and now you're just trying to figure out: is it forty million dollars? Is it fifty? And it would happen quicker. I like your idea to fix the trade deadline. If you move it closer to the end of the year, yeah. it gives a more clear picture to teams like the Giants that, hey, you're really not in it's this. It's not happening for you. Yeah, like you guys are idiots. This, yes. this really isn't happening. Baseball's weird, too, because you, you've got a huge group of uh, young, smart executives who play this game now based on almost prospects. Like, they want to win, but they want to prospect hoard, too. But then you got these owners like Will Pond with the Mets or the Reds guy who basically is like, I want to win 88 games. So you've got this wide variance. And therefore, you know, Bauer and Stroman going where they went, Phil, makes no sense. Like, that's not good for the game. Yeah, the Reds. Those, those the Reds guys are... should be going to competitive teams right now. That would be fun. And instead, Marcus Stroman's going to pitch for the Mets, who are a complete dumpster fire, and the Reds are going to be the Reds. I thought, I honestly thought the Reds were just going to spin Bauer off on trade deadline day. Girardi said that, that they might, and then I, I think it was Rosenthal came back quickly. And he's like, I don't think so. So they're going to get Bauer for one more year. They're going to get they're, them arbitrate. They're, exactly right. They're not going to be as good as the Cubs Correct. or the Brewers or the Cardinals. They're just going to have but Trevor they, Bauer but for But they want to win 88 games-ish, something like that. 
Yes, they're 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 fifty and fifty seven right now. Yeah. What makes them think? I don't know. I don't know. But the point is this wide philosophical difference and shift in how pe- people think. But it, it is frustrating. The one thing about the new guard in baseball that's tough to watch is the fact that that you've got teams like the Astros, the Cubs, who are run by people who ultimately. They're very smart, but their goal is to win right now. Like, they see the opportunity to build a team and then win, right? But you do have this other guard of people who almost are so afraid of, oh, man, I can't believe you traded your third prospect, that they just don't do it. And and so instead of seeing the prospect pool, the top 10, as this, like, really valuable currency, they're almost like, no, 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 can't trade that, because that guy in 2024 could help me. It's a very bizarre world right now, yeah. and I don't and I don't know from a fan's uh, perspective that it's productive because it's not it's not a lot of fun to watch and I don't blame any fan who can't get their head around why their team wouldn't go for it when they can. Well, the Astros too are, are just such a prospect factory hmm? that w- when you get to that level where everyone you draft and develop it's just you're churning guys out that become major leaguers. You have no fear of trading prospects anymore. You just well we're gonna well whoever we draft in the first round next year is gonna be awesome. So because he's going into our pipeline, but should so you have, have no that, that confidence if you're that smart? If you're well, the, I think the Astros and the Cubs do have that confidence. Oh, I agree, but I'm saying shouldn't the, the more tw- teams have that? The Twins should too, because this is a compliment to the Twins. It's like I'm ripping and praising the Twins at the same time. I think they've created something special behind the scenes. They shouldn't be afraid to trade a top five or six prospect or multiple to get something in that win now bin, and that's going to be that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch this off season. Are they willing to trade? a top, top prospect for a, a pitcher with two years left going into next season. I'll now officially believe that when I see it. Yep. This Until was, then, I yeah. just don't. Yep. Because so, it hasn't happened in franchise history. We'll wrap with Roycey when we come back here. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app from the TCL studios where we have two 55-inch TCL 4K Roku TVs. And TCL has now introduced brand-new sound bars, the TCL Alto sound bar. So you've already got... This magnificent TV that's taken the world by storm. It's the fastest growing TV brand in America. And they've added the TCL Alto soundbar that connects not only to your TCL TV, but also to other devices like your smartphone, your tablet, your laptop, uh, with available subwoofers as well. The TCL Alto soundbar provides precision playback for any TV. So even if you're, uh, for whatever reason, not in ownership of a TCL TV, you can get the TCL Alto soundbar. You've got the best combination with TCL TVs of picture quality, content, and ease of use with that easy-to-navigate menu back and forth between your TV, your uh, cable-slash-satellite channels, and your streaming channels. 5.43 here at Score North. Time for the final Score North download of the week. Gary Kubiak spoke today to the press about a bunch of different topics, including some of the rookies. First off, Alexander Madison. He seems pretty high on him. Oh, what the, the first thing that strikes me is uh, Matt handles himself like a vet. You know, very, very mature kid. Uh, he's very fortunate that he's watching the guy ahead of him. He's watching every day. He helps him become a pro fairly quickly. So... Obviously, we're asking a lot of him, and so far, he's made a lot of progress. He also commented on rookie tight end Irv Smith and how he's adjusting to the NFL. He's swimming because we're asking a lot of him right now. He's playing all over the place, but uh, Brian Perriani's worked with a lot of really good tight ends in this league and does a good job of catching them up. So uh, we're asking a lot of Irv, but that's the way it should be. That's why he's here and, and really excited about working with him. 
That's Gary Kubiak on some of the rookies that are set to play for the Vikings here in just over a week now when the Vikings take on the New Orleans Saints in the first preseason game of the year. Let us know your thoughts on which rookie you're most excited to see. Hit us up at Score North on Twitter, at SKOR North on Twitter. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Jed with Rami. Thank you, Jonathan. We wrap with Royce every day on the show. Pat, what's on your mind today? I am at the uh, contest. The uh, the last third of the uh, season starts tonight. They played 108. They have 54 left. Lots of them against the White Sox, the Tigers, and uh, who's the other? Oh, Kansas City, the team they're playing tonight, which is giving them a hard time, by the way. Yeah. But uh, they're on a pace to win 99. But you know what we've discovered here, uh, two-thirds of the way through the season, one good team is not going to make the playoffs in the American League. you got your Clevelands. Tampa, Oakland, and the Twins, one of those is not going to make it. Hmm. The Yankees and the Astros are going to make it, but one good team is not going to make it. You, now, might, you might even add Boston. Boston's 10 games over 500, too. You might add them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They were really, they got to really go on a streak, man. They just let Tampa go in and beat it two out of three. Just, you know, they, they go to New York, they win the first three, you think here they come, and then they turn around and they're kind of mediocre. Yeah, the, the second. You know, the second division of the American League is pretty rotten, but uh, there's uh, six or seven, you know, six good teams, maybe seven, now that you throw the Red Sox in there. Have you seen so, Sam Dyson's cat yet? That's my question to you. I haven't seen the cat, no. But uh, if I was a neighbor and that cat, that cat would be in trouble. If he went outside, I might, might never see that like, cat. What, what, like Dan Devine's geez. dog! That's <laughs> poor, right. Poor Sam yeah, Dyson, but, what happened to my cat? But, but I would not. I would not do that. Because I was mad at Sam Dyson. It would just be because it's a cat. <laughs> we got a cat in our neighborhood that roams at night, and about every other time I pull into the the garage at 12.30 at night after a ball game, he comes darty past, and I go, <laughs> you know, give myself a scream. It's, uh, they can say, yeah, they're, 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 they're sneaky, man. They, uh, they come sneaking up on you. So, uh, hey, was there a football game last night? Yes, Hall yeah. of Fame game, Atlanta, Denver. Oh, so why are they playing that on a Thursday now? They changed it from Sunday, I think, a couple of years ago now. Oh, really? oh, that's to get you used to the idea there's Thursday night TV. Probably something like that. God, damn, this is early, isn't it? Probably cow. It's uh, yeah. I, I I heard somebody talking about that, and I couldn't believe it. I never never was tempted to go over and look. But uh, well, you missed a Matt, was, you missed a Matt Schaub masterpiece last night, four of fourteen uh, for Matt ten yards. Schaub? Still around, Patrick. Oh, mighty. I thought he was in the senior home. <laughs> Matchup. Who's where's he now? He's back in Atlanta where it all started. Oh my God. Right? He's where, 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 yeah, 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 you got yeah. it. Left handed relief pitcher, veteran backup quarterback. Greatest jobs in sports. Amen. Right? <laughs> you cannot be killed. You cannot be killed. If you're just semi competent, you're gonna play. So yeah, Matt Schaub, we found out on the internet here that Matt Schaub made over $90 million, and counting, by the way. I don't know what he's making this right. year, but $90 million. Well, he did start for three, four years, right? Various places. Houston. Yeah. He just kicked into the backup role about five years ago, right? So, Houston anyway. signed him. Uh, so, uh, anyway, the uh, the uh, Twinks uh, did not activate Crone yet. I guess he played this morning. He's flying in, and he's going to be active. I mean, they wouldn't officially say it. So if things go okay tonight, apparently they're going to try to go back to having a uh, four-man bench and 
get by with seven relief pitchers. Hey, Patrick. And, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing a tweet from the Twins here that they've revised their lineup for tonight. Buxton is now out. Kepler to center. Gonzalez to right. Adrianza to first base. No, I, no idea. What do you do? I don't know. This happens. It's... Uh, we were in Rocco's office when hmm. he got one of his headaches again. I thought pulling his teeth was going to get rid of those headaches. That's what I thought, yeah, too. He didn't, do anything. He, didn't, he didn't run into anything yesterday, did he? I don't think so. Not that I noticed. No. Well, that's too bad. All of a sudden, they're... Uh, all of a sudden, they're uh, one grade lower defensively than they are in, in the field than they are uh, when he plays. Yeah. Got to watch poor Kepler try to play center field again. So, I don't know. I'll try to find out. But uh, I, this is this is news to me. I just found that I just saw them put new lineups in the. Uh, I'm sitting in the back row here, and I just saw them put new lineups in there. So must have popped in the last half hour. Man, yeah, it's just like that's that's the thing with him. It's he's when he's on the field, he is their most impactful player because he just he brings your staff ERA down by about a half a run, I would think. And if I if I didn't go to work every time I had a headache, I would have never had a job. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have gone 22 years without missing a day of work at one point. If I let a little headache bother me, take three Tylenol and go get them. Although, uh, you know, I don't know what it is. Who knows what they all happened to him? Yeah. Boy, is that going to be a tough decision to make when it's time to pay him? Is it? Actually, yes. It, yeah, I mean, it's I getting tough. I don't know. Here's the here. So, when would you have to make that decision? In a couple of years. Would you? Well, I guess you could. You could choose to make it right now if you wanted to, but he'd probably say no. But my my issue would be, and this is why, because it took him five years to figure out how to play. His best asset is speed, and speed declines. His speed is going to decline every year now. You know, like you're. But in center field, is uh, speed on the bases doesn't count anymore. Let's. I was just talking to Jim Fergosi Jr. about that, and. he said that speed won't even be in the game, part of the game five years from now because nobody steals a base anymore. I mean, beyond center field and, and maybe shortstop to some degree, uh, you know, because with all the shifting and everything. And, uh, you know, but as long as he, as long as he's, uh, you know, a four-star center fielder, if he doesn't steal bases, who cares? Nobody, they don't want you to steal bases anymore, so. The speed, hey Patrick, anyway. does speed come back at, at some point? Do you think though? Like no. I would think some of this stuff has to come back. Not all of it, but some of it has to come well, back. Everything is cyclical. Well, right. Kansas City is you know Kansas City has tried to play that way this year. Their their stated position was to uh, be athletic and steal bases and do that stuff, and they uh, they're what thirty games below five hundred. So. Well, a look at do we do we all agree that the Astros the Astros are one of the smartest? I mean, the Astros are a top three smart franchise in baseball. And while every yeah. other team is in free agency and trades, everyone's all stingy. If a guy turns 29 now, like you go, oh my God, he's he's almost retired. And the Astros have given up a bunch of top five prospects in the last couple of years for 35 year old Justin Verlander and 35 year old Zach Grinke. So, you know, but so- I do think part of that too is them knowing that uh, they got what. Before they got to pay all these guys, they're not going to be able. Even them, they aren't going to be. If they don't want to go over that, you know, that escrow amount, uh, they're, you know, they're getting to a point. They got to pay everybody here within a couple of years, right? Everybody's going to have six years. And, yeah. And uh, I think so. Their thing is, let's try, let's win another one before uh, before we have to uh, readjust. I'm not suggesting that they're going to go away, but 
It'll be interesting. What are they going to do with Garrett Cole? They're going to pay him. That's going to cost you two hundred million, right? I don't know they, that they will pay him. I'm not uh, sure on that one. He's having his best year ever. He's oh, he's been great. Yeah. Was, I was listening to a Cleveland game last night. He was throwing ninety-eight in the eighth inning. Jeez. Well, what do you think? He's he's twenty-nine years old. You Darvish got a hundred twenty-five million over six years. I think you Darvish was thirty. What do you think Garrett this Cole gets? Better than you. This guy's better than you ever yeah. thought of being. I think. You yeah, was, I agree. You was always erratic. This guy's uh, this guy's the real deal. But uh, it's going to be. Uh, yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, uh, now as somebody pointed out that that Philadelphia team who got beat in the first round. When you go back and look at that rotation, remember that year, oh, Halliday. Uh, Cliff Lee, uh, who else was in that four of them, right? Yeah, it was it was Oswald, Oswald Halliday, yeah. Cliff Lee. Um, there was another and, Hall of Famer uh, in there. And Ham- Ham- Hamels. Cole Hamels. And then you forgot about the fifth guy that was also up on the podium for the press conference awkwardly was Joe Blanton. <laughs> yeah. Right. I can't imagine why it was awkward. They had, they had a press conference with, the, this is our new rotation and it's and it's those four Hall of Fame studs, and then sitting just a little further off to the side was Joe Blanton. Oh, trying to hide behind all that. Who's that guy back in the back? You know, two sheep used to come out to snow himself. So, you know, Joe should have just said, no, uh, thank you. you. You don't have to bring me along. I'll be okay, yeah. I'm good. I'll stay in my locker. I'm Joe Blanton. All good. Yep. We'll be good. So, uh Anyway, they, uh, yeah, they, uh, what do they got to win? They're on pace to win 99. They don't have to win that many, but they might have to win 92, huh? With all these good clubs, might have to win 92 to make it. Yeah, there's, the, the, that would be a, that's a big number for the playoffs because what they, what, what they win last time they were in, 17, 86. I think they won 86, right? Yeah, something 86 or 87. Something Standards like that. are a little higher right now. Yep. And the the nice thing for the Twins now is if they do happen to blow a 4-1 lead to the Marlins or lose to the Royals, you can look at the scoreboard on the other end, and the, and the Indians are at least playing some formidable team. The Indians finally lost a couple games to actual teams, so yeah. you don't have to yeah. run the hey, table by the anymore. Way, by the way, Paw Patrol night today. Paw Patrol, we're going to unveil a new pair of twin uh, dogs. So uh, uh, our friend Sharkman is in town because uh, he, his his toy company handles the Paw Patrol uh, uh, franchise, which is a very fine franchise. Are actual dogs there? Because th- this is very concerning uh, with the cat there no, as well. No, it could they, go sideways. They have mascots. They have mascots. Okay. Have, All right. I'm just. I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about Dyson's cat now. Hey, Pat. In our last in our last thirty seconds here, do you have anything to say about Joe Nathan going into the weekend? Uh, I wish he would have challenged Aaron and he had a hell of a career. <laughs> I wish he had drawn three sliders four feet outside uh, when he could have had a chance to get the 2 0 lead in that playoff game. Yep. You did that on purpose, Mackie. But, but uh, he had a hell of a career. I can't argue with that. He did. He did. All right, Pat. We'll see you Monday. See you, Royce. Yep, Bye. All right. Wrap with Royce every single day. Byron Buxton. He hates Joe Nathan. As, not as a, well, I don't know if he hates him as a human, but just like as you a know, pitcher. This Buxton, honest to God, such a good player. Makes such a difference. You just can't count on him in the lineup. He was scratched. Here it is. This is from MLB.com. He was scratched with left shoulder soreness right. after yesterday's collision with the outfield wall in Miami. I, you know what? I give up. I'm going home for the weekend. I'm not coming back. Bye. Mackie and Jeb with Robbie. Nobody listens to me!
Find us on demand anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Scornorth mobile app is a great place, too. We'll see you.